Hello and welcome to the Illumination Cinema Movie Podcast with your hosts, Tyler W. Moore and Christopher Strong. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Golden Jamie Awards. You know Jamie, right? I'm Tyler. I'm Chris. Tonight's show will be split into two parts. Today we're going to be discussing every new film we saw in the year of 2019. After we've done the rundown, we will go into our top five favorite films of the year and our number one picks will be bestowed the honor of receiving the Golden Jamie Award of 2019. All right, uh, we got a lot of got a lot of movies to get through. Um, we're going to have a couple duplicates probably. Uh, so we're going to start with me. Uh, Chris will chime in and... Make sure you guys sit down. You guys have a nice warm cup of tea and a <laughs> yeah. uh, nice blanket because it's a nice cold, you know, yeah. evening. And uh, enjoy the uh, the sounds and <laughs> the, <laughs> the sultry sounds of our voices. <laughs> <laughs> the nasal sound of mine and uh, whatever Tyler has. <laughs> whatever <laughs> whatever uh, description you give mine, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we got a lot of movies here. Um, uh in total, how many did you end up with? Uh, 29. 29. I have 35. Nice. Which is, I usually have somewhere between like 30 and 40. I think this is actually the first year that you have more than me. I think I did last year too. Did you? Maybe the year before that too. Because I know that I had like 50 the, films when the, the, the year. The first year I think you had like, <laughs> see I re-listened to the episodes to like you know kind of pick and choose the you know the best format of this we haven't really changed it all that much to be honest but um to you know and i think the first year is the only one that you had more than me okay and it's because you saw a lot of crap <laughs> man i have one crap and then we'll get to we'll get to that though <laughs> yeah we'll get there yeah so let's uh let's go ahead and jump in uh, my first film i saw this year um was glass um, and it's pretty good. Uh, not as good as Unbreakable, obviously, but my expectations were never that high. I feel like a lot of people did have their expectations that high. And, um, you know, it was about as good as Split, but, you know, I, I enjoyed it. it. It was it was pretty good. So I gave that a 7. Uh, for me, I wrote down, was it a worthy sequel to the previous two? Maybe. Was it enjoyable? Yes. Was it nice to see Bruce Willis something that was that it do, it do decently? Yes. Too bad about his career, though. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> hey. What so, if he's listening? <laughs> I don't care. 7.5. Um, by the way, I should I should go ahead and say this. We say this every time um, we do one of these. Th- these are like the only episodes that we don't do spoilers on unless we suddenly decide that we have something to say. <laughs> That's happened a couple times. But probably not today. Hopefully not today. Uh, the next one I saw was um, a Netflix documentary called Fire. It was about the uh, the tra- the tragedy that was the fire festival. Oh, I've got to watch that. I actually meant to be to watch that one day. Was, I just totally forgot about it. Like I already, I was already pretty <laughs> familiar with the with the event and the story, but this shed some light. Like, this is obviously like a feature length documentary, so it shed light on some stuff that I didn't know about. It was worth the watch. <laughs> I gave it a six point five. Oh, what a oh man, it's a, it a little tragedy. <laughs> yeah, a real tragedy. A bunch of rich kids had to yeah. sit in a fucking crappy tent. <laughs> Uh, uh, my next movie is Arctic. This is probably one of the scariest movies I've seen in a while. Uh, some extremely tense moments. Almost, uh, like, I, when I started it, it was about ten minutes in, I almost turned it off. 
I was like, I'm gonna give it five more minutes because nothing had really happened yet. I thought it was gonna be like overly procedural and like, oh, watch, like watch exactly how he survives, like that kind of thing. <laughs> like, I, like you know, like just totally overdone. But it wasn't. And wow, it was a it was a really solid movie. I gave it a seven. Did you ever read the book Hatchet? Um, like in school or anything like that. Well, I probably if I if I did, I probably said I read it. <laughs> Like most well, books in school. I'll say about that the procedural thing where yes. it's like it just like it's so bogged down in its own yeah. like process. It just has its head up its ass. It's like I don't even. And then this guy, like a girl, whatever, whoever wrote this book, mm-hmm. wrote a sequel to it about him, like this guy crashing in the wilderness in Canada and yeah. like, has to survive with the hatchet or whatever. That's all yeah. he has. Does it again. It's like. Why? <laughs> right. yeah. Like, listen, he already figured out how to get through it. Apparently, well, I think I think the road was a little bit. I don't know if you read the road, Cormac McCarthy. Uh, I probably did. Uh, that I actually read that one, and it had several moments that were like that. Yeah. I mean, you, like you even watch like you know No Country for Old Men, and it's a little overly procedural. Yeah. But they like it's they do it just enough. Here's the thing, but. No country though. There's a part where the guy shoots a lock off of another or doorknob off of. Yeah, and you know, the knob hits the guy in the chest. Yeah, it's, it's like, amazing. Woof, that's <laughs> that's one of my favorite <laughs> shots in a movie. So my next one was. Uh, by the way, I think eleven of my movies this year out of my thirty-five movies were Netflix releases. Oh wow! So yeah, yeah Netflix has been pumping out some. Like, well, people like people have been talking about. I, I think people always think of, like the anime adaptations. When they talk about oh, like, yeah. like how much they hate Netflix movies, it's like, no, dude, Netflix makes some good shit. They're pumping out high quality stuff. I can say I definitely don't have much on here. Netflix at all, in fact. Wow. <laughs> it's like, dang. So the thing is, it's like the great thing about those movies is they're right in front of me, so yeah. I pretty much have no excuse not to watch them. You watch Michael Exit? Well, well, well. Here's the thing: they don't go away. Yeah. <laughs> They're for originals. two years, at least. The, like, uh, the original, the, yeah, originally, yeah, yeah, the yeah, original yeah, stay yeah. on there. Yeah. So uh, the Netflix original I watched was Triple Frontier. Um, and it turned out to kind of be a generic action movie. You know, it had a really great cast. that Oscar Isaac, Ben Affleck. Um, and, like, it was kind of a shame because none of them really stood out. Um, and But, I mean, it had, some, it had some good scenes, so I gave it a five. So because I got so conversational there, by the way, I almost asked the question, oh, so how was it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? How oh, was that movie? Oh, how was it? Was it, was oh, it you a good saw movie? That? Oh, you saw it? Oh, yeah. How was that? Another like... Netflix movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how was it? <laughs> I, watched, uh, I watched The Dirt. Um, it's a Motley Crue biopic. Um, and the actors did a pretty decent job, especially the guy playing Nikki uh, Six. Um, I was pretty disappointed because, not like not the product as a whole, but like... Um, the scene, the guy playing Vince Neil, the singer, uh, he like, it very clearly used the original, uh, audio from like him singing and didn't use like the actor singing, okay. which yeah, I, yeah. I was kind of hoping that they do, but, um, it was a decent flick. I think that, you know, like with any movie, there's going to be embellishments, but, um, you know, it was, it was a fun watch. I gave it a 6.8. So I always like think of like, and, and this may be unfair to any movie. It's like based off like a singer or yeah. whatever is like. I always think of uh, uh, what's it called? Walk the line. Walk the line. Yeah. <laughs> I really want to say walk hard. And it's like that's not it. <laughs> but walk the line Listen, is like as that's like the bar. This, this right here is the bar, and it's yeah. really high up there. So good luck. Yeah. So you better have fun. Like try to get that up there. Yeah. So no it's nice high quality. Yeah, there. it's definitely no walk the line, but it's uh, it's it's pretty good. It it like it adapts because it's it's based on the book that the band collectively wrote. 
Okay. So like it kind of uses that as like as it, like a basis. It uses yeah. that as the basis, and like the way the movie's presented is like like some of the times like the characters will like, they'll do like the uh, Wolf of Wall Street, not Wolf of Wall Street, yeah, where they kind of talk to the camera a little bit. Okay. Uh, and it's like okay, like it kind of integrates that. It's called a, a side. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah, the little yeah. sides. Like I, I think that's really cool that they integrated that in there. Um, but another Netflix movie, The Highwaymen, vaguely interesting, competently made. I never found myself like enthralled by it or anything, but it was good background noise, so I gave it a five. That's probably fair. I, I didn't end up, end up watching it. I just, I just honestly didn't care because I, I feel like mm-hmm. I. I'm not a big fan of those See, guys so I, in the I first have... place, but I mean, I mean, I mean, the, that, not the actors, by the way, the the, the actual people yeah. involved in this whole the Bonnie and Clyde so story. And on my like list, that. by the way, I have an asterisk next to all the movies that I think you watched, so that like I can you know leave a space for you to talk about. Oh yeah, them. yeah, yeah. Uh, and I put an asterisk on there because I thought you had said that you'd yeah. watched it. No, um, oh man, what's that guy's name? Not Woody Harrelson. Uh, but Kevin Costner. Kevin Costner. It's like I I like him as an actor. He does mm-hmm. a great job in a lot of movies. He's good in the movie, but yeah. the things like past few years though he hasn't been in a whole lot of good stuff and it's like oh is man. he the one that does like all the christian no that's kurt cameron kurt cameron yeah, yeah. yeah. no 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 listen no listen kevin costner is way better than that <laughs> even in his worst movie <laughs> trust me oh my god i just scrolled i didn't realize because my i wrote a pretty big uh piece about this uh well for my phone screen but uh uh i have another netflix movie um Extremely wicked, shockingly evil, and vile. Uh, it's a Zach. Uh, it's a Ted Bundy movie starring Zach Efron. Um, I just saw him being cast, and like the trailer looked pretty good, so I was like, ah, you know, I'll watch it. Uh, it's definitely interesting. It uh, presents things from kind of a like it starts out presenting it from a skewed point of view to kind of leave a shadow of doubt over the first part of the film. Um, of course, we all know where the story ends, but the acting and presentation of the movie really impressed me. Uh, and in no way glorifies him or the murders, which I really liked. And uh, I, but like, if I had to, you know, say like any like real negative about it, I'd say like, you know, it's probably not the best source of information on the story. Like a actual documentary would probably <laughs> be a better place to go. I gave it a 6.5. I thought it was all right. Yeah, it's like Afron, somebody that like I've been like watching him like just yeah. develop as an actor, so I'm like I'm just I'm cheering him on. Yeah. So you know this was this was a good vehicle for him. I think he like you know it's obviously the exact opposite of every role he's ever played. So you <laughs> yeah, know. or like what he what he's known for. Yeah. Um. Next movie's Godzilla King of the Monsters. We talked about that on the podcast. Uh, I gave it a seven. It's actually a finally on one that I that I uh, you and I share. Um. I'm sure. And by the way, I'm sure some of the scores on here have probably changed since yeah. the podcast. Like you know, you retroactively will change. Because well, yeah, I don't think you were on that one. I think you ended up skipping that. Oh, one. perfect! Then I can get my score finally. Yeah. Um. I said, let's face it. I had a lot of fun watching it. Looking forward to Kong vs. Godzilla. That ought to be a blast. They set themselves up for success. So let's bring it home. If the next one's the last one, the story, you know, we'll see. Yeah. But I'd I, li- I'd I gave like it an eight. Last one. Yeah. yeah, like I, I'm very excited to see the next one. Yeah. Like I, I, I know people. Some people are like, "Oh, it was too popcorny." It's like, dude, have you yeah. ever seen any Godzilla? Like, see, we are the <laughs> ultimate authority now. We are yeah. now the are ultimate experts. authority. We are experts. Yes. Um, I watched. Uh, next one was John Wick Chapter Three. Um, another fantastic display of action cinematography. Uh, sorry, not cinematography. Choreography. Cinematography too. I mean, it doesn't. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um. Not gonna lie though, uh, I know there's another one coming out, and I think they have like a TV show. This is probably my last John Wick. 
I'm not super interested in seeing where it goes. I actually kind of fell asleep, like, near the end of this one. Um, like, it kind of, it feels a little repetitive after a little while. Like, I feel like I've seen the same fight, like, a hundred times. Um, like, they obviously had, like, their big action set pieces where they change it up. But, like, when he's just killing henchmen, it kind of just turns into, like, the same thing over and over again. But it was still fun. I gave it 6.5. I said, series continues to kill people with things. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Keep up the good work. I gave it an eight. Nice. I, I super enjoy this series. Um, yeah. I, I bet you, they, like, these guys, you know, uh, for, like, John Wick's the production, whatever, like, this is setting a, a, a standard for action films, and I'm hoping that continues on because yeah. the, you know... Everybody talks about the you know, the cutting between like every single you know little punch yeah. or whatever. Yeah, it's nice to pull the camera back, see them you know throwing glass at each other back and forth, back and forth, whatever. You know, I appreciate you, you the innovation. I don't want them happening. to. I don't want them to do John Wick clones, basically. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's basically just like, hey, this is now the line. Yeah, yeah. No, to, and I, you're totally bar right, right about yeah. that. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I'll probably stick to the first one. You know. Yeah, that's the that's first one. The first one's the first one. You, if, even like even if you stop watching those things, it ends just fine. Yeah, you know, nice little bow at the end, basically. Yeah. And, so, and I, I'm just I'm I've got invested into this yeah. series now. Yeah, I, I just every time it comes on, I'm like I can't wait. Yeah, <laughs> perfect. It took me a while Sold. to see this one. Yeah, I, I was I, I was uh, I, I didn't see it. And, well, so usually uh, what we do, what I do that around this time is I start renting a shitload of movies from family video or family video closed down. So I had to go to Redbox a whole lot and, uh, got <laughs> signed up for an account there. Yeah. Tyler, uh, came back after seeing that family videos closed down and was, and was very upset because Marco's pizza was closed. Yeah. Down. Marco's fucking pizza. <laughs> They're soft crust. They're soft ass. Crust, <laughs> crust. Oversized fucking ingredients. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Marco. <laughs> Glad you're closing down. <laughs> Glad you're fucking out of business. Um. Oh, uh, Marco's Pizza three. Yeah, I give it a three. By the way, yeah, yeah. No, uh, my lowest score of the year uh, goes to Marco's Pizza. Um, that would be my lowest. <laughs> the uh, next movie I saw was The Last Black Man in San Francisco. Um, I had heard a few people like when like the Oscar contenders were um, announced. I heard like I like I saw a shitload of people talking about this movie. Like, why isn't this on here? I was like, I've never heard of this. Um, it was on Amazon, I think, and uh, so I went ahead and I checked it out. Um, while the film has some wonderful emotional highs throughout, uh, there are parts where like I didn't understand like characters like motive like it just like there's just parts that felt like a bit of a leap or whatever. Um, so that kind of hindered my experience a little bit, but you know, it's a really well-made movie, so I gave it a five. Yeah, he would never like you know, like one on one hand, it kind of hits them whenever you see you know movies that are not listed as like in the Oscars or whatever. Yeah. And on the other hand, people online especially will let you know, hey, this yeah. is you know, and that's how you, you said that's how you found it. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. I, no that, I that's great. That, that, that's it. nice that that somebody was like. Hey, this should have been, you know, this should have been on the list or whatever, on the short list at least, you know. Yeah. There were a couple movies like that this year where, like, people were like, no, seriously, where the fuck is this movie? Yeah. And then, like, you know, I, I, like, I knew about some of them already, but, like, like this one, you know, like, I, I enjoyed watching it. Uh, yeah. So I was glad that someone brought it up. So my next movie I saw was uh, Fast and Furious Presents Hobbs and Shaw. Um, if I saw this when I was 13, it would be my new favorite movie. <laughs> 
<laughs> having I've only seen uh, uh, one, two, and five of the Fast and Furious movies. I definitely want to check the rest of them out. We had them all at one. Uh, uh, Scott let us borrow them all at one point. Uh, I think you watched them all to get caught up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and uh, uh, it is officially crossed over into full-on Saturday morning cartoon levels, and I love it. There is no way I was going to pass up on a cast like this. I mean, yeah, Dwayne Johnson, Jason Statham, and Idris Elba all in one movie. Are you kidding me? Uh, so I, the, my only regret is that I didn't catch it in the cinema. Uh, I gave it a 7. Exactly. We were filming when it came out. Yeah. Yeah. And for me, actually, I gave this movie right here a 9. Hell yeah. Um, you know, I'm sure people would totally disagree with me on this right here, but I, so yeah, I watched all the Fast and Furious movies, like, just kind of get, get, like, caught up, and I watched this one, and it's just, like, it felt like, like, it wasn't a culmination, but yeah, it was yeah. definitely, like, a, hey, you know what, man, I don't care. This Hell is, yeah! Yeah, <laughs> yeah, hell yeah, keep doing that, do that, yeah, punch the guy, I don't care, whatever, this is fun. No, like, I just remember watching the trailer. And thinking, like, remember when they were, like, stealing VCRs? Yeah. <laughs> they had, like, full, like, a few, rather, a few uh, cool car moments or whatever. Yeah. And then, like, that was... Yeah. That was, like, pretty much it. Right? That was mostly just for, like, advertising for the car itself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, there were a couple, like, cool camera tricks or whatever. Oh, yeah. oh, like, oh, like, you're talking about in this. Yeah. Like, yeah, there was, like, yeah, maybe, yeah. like, one or two chase scenes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, th- this is great. I kind of like that it's... Like, I like that they've kind of separate it off so this can just be a more like standard action movie yeah. rather than like having to center around cars listen i i love me some uh statham and uh and oh my god the rock the rock yeah wow uh, god no i'm so happy together. that the, like i just like, i i never considered it as a possibility all three of these people in one movie and then it yeah. happened yeah um so yeah that was great um next movie i saw was the farewell it's a bit of a last minute edition i kind of heard about it like maybe not that long ago I really enjoy the story and the characters. The struggles the lead goes through are very compelling. Um, I I really enjoyed it. It's a it's all, it's, right now it's on Amazon Prime. If anyone hasn't heard of it, it's a, a Chinese film. Chinese, I think it might be a Chinese American co-production. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean, check it out. Uh, it's an eight. Yeah, I agree with you on that one right there. Like, so I'd I'd heard about this like I think a, like I think a few months ago, mm-hmm. and. I don't know how recently it was on Amazon Prime, but as soon as I saw it, I was like, "Well, I need to make sure I still watch this." Right yeah, because this is definitely on one my on my list or whatever. I remember the, I remember reading the premise for it, and it's like, "This this seems fascinating." And so I I made sure I was like, "This has to be something I watch." Mm-hmm. Whatever. So I the trailer would just happen just so happened to be like in front of one of the DVDs that I rented. So like it's. It's one of those. It's like one of the few times I'm really happy I didn't just skip the trailers oh, in yeah. front of a, in front of a movie. Um, but yeah, no. Uh, next movie, or did you want to say anything else about it? No, no, no. That was it. Okay. I didn't actually write anything down. I just wrote down the the name and the number. I just I think I think I skipped that one by accident. <laughs> my bad. Um, so my next movie was Steven Universe, the movie. Uh, fun story branching off from the events of the series. It spends a little too much time catching up the un- uninitiated, uh, but it does a great job of handling the scale of being a film and being a full-on musical, uh, so I gave that an 8. My next movie was Three from Hell, <laughs> which I definitely know Chris has seen. <laughs> uh, not as good as its predecessor, The Devil's Rejects, more or less feeling like the further adventures of the characters rather than adding anything spectacularly new to the story. Uh, still a lot of sick, twisted fun for anyone who's a fan of this series. Uh, I would give it a seven. Um, 
Do you feel like you need to take a shower afterwards as well? Uh, not as much as the his other work, <laughs> but uh, I was like, uh, you know what, I could. I could wash my hands at least, you know? <laughs> like that. I could go for a hand washing. A little, little bit of Germex, you know? Yeah, yeah, there we go. I should have just carried some in the theater. Yeah. Next movie I saw was Between Two Ferns, the movie. Uh, the main segments are pretty funny, but the glue, um, like they kind of, basically it's just a collection of interviews, uh, like in the Between Two Ferns style. And then like they have like a little thin narrative uh, in between them. Uh, so the glue isn't very strong. Uh had it on in the background and there was a that was it was fine that way um decent time killer so i just gave it a five so this one might be cheating a little bit <laughs> um, uh, so uh genny tartakovsky had his uh, new series primal come out it was like a little mini series and there's like a version of it that is edited into a movie because it's about an hour and 45 minutes altogether so I went ahead and just, yeah, Primal Tales of Sav- Savagery started strong, ended strong, uh, with seemingly more story to tell. Great visuals, gorgeous colors. I mean, obviously. Some mediocre segments in the middle. It's no Samurai Jack, but it's pretty good. I gave it a 7.7. Fair enough. Um, my next movie is El Camino. Another Netflix movie, folks. <laughs> Who would have thunk it? Um... A great epilogue to Jesse's story from the end of Breaking Bad. Uh, I don't know if I'll watch it every time I rewatch Breaking Bad, but it was very satisfying and a fun extension of the story. I was a little bit worried about it going in, but, you know, it it did a good job. On a separate note, so I, I gave it an 8. As a Breaking Bad movie, it's a 9, but my official score is 8. <laughs> I had a worthy sequel to one of the greatest dramas of all time. Aaron oh, Paul yeah. is a delight to have back in the role. That he just jumps into like riding a bike. Oh yeah! So glad that he, that so glad they made it, included concluded Jesse's story. Was it necessary? No, but I'm happy to see. Yeah. It. So yeah, eight. Uh, the next movie I saw was The Lighthouse. Um, I love that in the year 2019, in the year of our Lord, <laughs> we got a film shot like a 30s Universal monster movie. Robert Pattinson and Willem Dafoe give great performances, but I wasn't especially grabbed by the events of the film. Kind of felt like I was getting through it near the end. Uh, I gave it a six. Next movie I saw was Dolomite Is My Name. Uh, this is essentially the Ed Wood of exploitation movies. <laughs> uh, Eddie Murphy turns in a great performance as Rudy Ray Moore. And the movie gives a perfect balance of the before, during, and after of the film's production. I mean, like, I heard about this, like, maybe a, a year or two ago. And, I like, I was stoked. I was really hoping that Eddie Murphy could make his big comeback with it. And he seems to have. So yeah. I gave it an 8. I really liked it. I said, this film makes me so happy. <laughs> seeing seeing Eddie Murphy back in form just makes my day. This man has had some great films back in the day. It's always painful to look at his career as dead. Yeah. And such a fun story, perfect casting. I'm so glad. Like I said, glad he's like back in a good film. Yeah. Give it 8.5. Um, I really hope that he continues to do. Yeah, stuff I really, like this, I really yeah. hope so. Cause like this is a great representation of. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. this guy. Have you have did you ever watch Dolomite? No, but I am fully uh, like I've I've probably seen clips from it. Yeah. I w- so I'm, I'm been fully aware of it. Like as right. soon as I saw the trailer for it, I was like, "Oh my god, this is Dolomite!" Yeah, <laughs> like this yeah. is definitely Dolomite. Yep. All right. Because like I, I, <laughs> having seen Dolomite and being pretty aware of like Rudy Ray Moore's career, like I yeah. I really I really enjoyed this. I um, appreciate people like like him. By the way, yes, I'm gonna say it right now. Like, I, I appreciate him. Yeah. I appreciate people like Ed Wood. I appreciate them. Like I I realize that 
there's not a lot of quality necessarily right, for it. Yeah, yeah. But hey, whatever, man. Listen, I probably wouldn't give Dolomite an eight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, no, good movie. Uh, my next movie was Zoink. This is a movie created by our friends over at IX Productions. Uh, while I, I probably preferred their last movie that I saw, Mr. Lee, uh, this was a pretty fun watch. I gave it a six. Okay. My next movie was Dr. Sleep. <clears throat> That's all I got to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> that good, huh? <laughs> no. <laughs> um, I wrote a handful of really great uh, scenes in a overall uninteresting story. It was a little too flashy, focused on supernatural stuff, which isn't what I thought made The Shining good. But, like, there's there's... There's quite a bit to enjoy. I think certain people would like it more than others. Uh, I gave it a five. That's fair. Yeah, I I, I didn't end up watching it. Uh-huh. I just I kind of like you know honestly I'm not really interested. Yeah. I I think The Shining was fine. I know that he wrote Doctor Sleep afterwards as a mm-hmm. sequel to whatever. I I don't really care honestly. It's right. like yeah. And fortunately, I, I think that this is also written after after his you know his heyday basically. Yeah. So it's like I don't even want to, want to watch something that's from King and the Klein necessarily. Right. <laughs> you yeah. know, King, King at his peak is great, but oof. yeah. Well, it's like I remember seeing the trailer and being kind of like intrigued about like the idea of it. Like, obviously, like Doctor Sleep said, sequel to the novel, but like the like taking that, but also making it a sequel to Kubrick's movie, I thought was a really interesting idea. I heard a lot of good things from people I generally trust. So I went ahead and I checked it out. There was like it was yeah, it was it was like almost a perfect balance of things I liked and didn't like. <laughs> so <laughs> that's why I pretty much ended up at a five. Like I finished the movie, you know. Yeah. Like, and I I came out thinking like, oh, there was some good stuff. So you know. Um, my next movie was Parasite. Uh, this film was like watching a fucking nightmare. <laughs> I went in knowing nothing about it. Uh, and the layers of crazy stacked up until I thought anything was possible. Definitely earned its Oscar. I really enjoyed it. I gave it an 8. My next movie was Ford vs. Ferrari. Uh, quite a few exciting scenes. Uh, one of those movies you can watch on an otherwise boring Sunday afternoon on TNT. <laughs> <laughs> I think I see at least one of those movies every year. Um, I've heard people call this a dad movie, and I think that is the perfect explanation for it i gave it a 6.5 I, I enjoyed it man i, I really wanted a uh, uh what's it called a uh, gtx the car that they were driving <laughs> I, wanted, <laughs> I, wanted, I wanted that car now <laughs> yeah <laughs> I, I gave it an eight i was i was happy i had i maybe i went to lower expect, expectations or whatever but yeah. like you know watching I, I like i love bale i love damon yeah you know i love the uh you know the the business suit guy bad guy generic bad guy whatever i love the representation of henry ford the second yeah i think they did a great job with that especially Mm -hmm. like you know he comes off as like you know the i think he's the grandson of the first henry ford and it's like he definitely comes off as the grandson yeah you know no like it's it's, i love that it's like he's he's a real he's a well-balanced character yeah i really i really appreciated it um yeah no good movie uh my next movie was frozen 2 listen folks uh if i could like i practically have like a three-way tie for my for my number five but like i had to choose one and the other two lost out i'll get to the other one in a bit but I already talked about this one on the podcast. I gave it an eight. I also gave it an eight. And, you know, 
I don't think it's fair for people to be like, oh, it's not as good as the first one. It's like, yeah, sorry, it wasn't yeah. a 10, you dumb, <laughs> stupid, dumb idiot. Yeah. <laughs> like, shut up. <laughs> and I know that you disagreed on the here, but there was like there was a certain song in there that you weren't a big fan of. <laughs> yeah. And then people weren't a big fan of, but I was like laughing my ass off the entire time. So, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I'll, I'll say one thing I said on the podcast already for anyone who's just not going to go back and listen to that fucking episode. Um, I think it was not narratively as strong, but as a musical, it was way stronger than the first one. And the first one's a good musical. Um, so yeah, moving on. A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. Uh, this is a wonderful movie that uses Mr. Rogers as a way to tell another man's story. Uh, Tom Hanks does a great... Uh, I wrote great joke. <laughs> the whole movie's a joke this whole is movie's that... a fucking joke Tom Hanks is a joke Mr. Rogers is a joke uh, no. <laughs> he does a great job evoking the role um, while I wouldn't because I mean like I wouldn't say he's dead on obviously like he met it halfway yeah. like he looks enough like him he obviously didn't try to sound like him. No, thank God. And yeah, no, it would have it would have come off like a weird no. impression. And that's anyone who I, says that's like, what I would want anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the whole point is that Tom Hanks is playing Mr. Rogers. Let's be exactly. Honest. And like, they're, they're, so like the Blu-ray I was watching started auto playing special features, um, and there there were a couple people like there were a couple people saying exactly what I was saying. Like the director was saying what I was saying, mm-hmm. but there were other people like he disappears into the role. It's like no, he doesn't. <laughs> but you know he does a great job and I'll say that I disagree with some of the film's mindset but I enjoyed it regardless I think like overall the whole package was pretty good I gave it an 8 my next movie was The Irishman uh, a great movie with a great cast being that it would, uh, it will probably be the last outing for this particular bunch of people um, I really appreciated it and everything for everything it was um seeing another great performance from each of these actors is an absolute joy uh i gave it a 7.8 i give it it was actually another one of my nines by the way yeah. so like another one that i was so certain to be in my top five at the end of the year after i, I watched it, it i was like this, i wanted it so bad this movie's so good i like it it's it was like like almost like four hours long mm-hmm. but i am so happy that scorsese got all these guys back together again, you know, the... And the, Al Pacino. And Al Pacino. In addition yeah, to, in yeah. addition to... He's never... Which... which it's said, shocking, right? Which he's never worked with before, and I was like, I could not believe it. Like, I think that was the most shocking news of this whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs> but it was, I made me so happy, though. I was... I'm, yeah. I'm glad that we have this. I mean, there was... This was another movie... Like, I think we said it about Vice last year. This was another movie. Like, as soon as it was announced, we've been tracking the production of it. Yeah. Like, just waiting years for this thing to happen. And, like, when it finally did, it was just like, oh, <laughs> made me come, dude. I was so happy. <laughs> My next movie was Honey Boy. A uh, really good movie. An honest look at dysfunctional families slash childhoods, especially for a child star. I really enjoyed it. Um, it was it was just, it just so happened to be, like, free on Amazon, I think. Uh, so I went ahead and I, I watched it there. Otherwise, I probably wouldn't have caught it, but I... I enjoyed it a lot more than I thought I was going to so 7.8 on that one and just speaking of like Shia LaBeouf if you haven't seen that there's a round table with him and like yeah, the other uh, reporter yeah and people like it, it, it's 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 great like I mm-hmm. love like seeing him like interact with everybody Tom Hanks and 
Is I don't know. I'm not even Adam Driver. And, Adam, Adam yeah, Sandler's Adam, in it. Adam Sandler uh, and yeah, uh, Al Pacino's in, not Al Pacino. Uh, uh, Robert De Niro. Robert De Niro. Robert De Niro. I'm not my bad. Oops. Oh, what's, what's the difference, right? Whatever. Mr. De Niro. Yeah. Everybody, everybody call Mr. De Niro. <laughs> like, oh hey, Adam. Hey, you know, I was like, oh, Mr. De Niro. It's like, yeah. well, that's you know, <laughs> you know what the status is. No, no, that was a great. That was a good one. Um, my number two, and this is the other one that was almost my number five. Uh, was Marriage Story. For those who like movies that drag their characters through the mud, this movie is for you. Watch two good people who are no longer happy in their marriage go through a messy divorce for two hours. The characters and dialogue are so well written and performed. Definitely worth the watch. I ended up seeing it twice. I uh, gave it an eight. And the last movie I saw that was not in my top five was Star Wars Rise of Skywalker. I, I talked about it on the podcast. I bumped the score down a little bit. Not by much. Uh, I think I had it at a 7 before. I now have it at a 6.5. You know, it's it fine. Yeah, I mean, it, listen. I, it wasn't it's, as good as like, it's, it's Star Wars. It's the weakest Wars. of the three. Yeah, yeah it's but... definitely the weakest three. And like, it, it definitely kind of, kind of like cements the fact that... Um, the fact that like this was not like a written trilogy before. Like, Yeah. It, and there's so, there, it was two movies kind of crammed into one. You know, it was a little messy. But the fact is, I'm still gonna watch it. Yeah. You know, years down the line. Oh sure, I'm gonna watch this again. For and years. I guarantee. Oh, there you go. Sorry, I guarantee you that'll be treated just like the prequel trilogy is now treated, Yo. which is that people are gonna keep watching it. And yeah, it's like a seven point five. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I I don't know if you've read anything about like what uh, Trevero's movie was gonna be. That was definitely the better movie. Was it really? Yeah. I know I haven't, I haven't read anything about it. I, yeah. Honestly, Colin Trevorrow, I've kind of like put into the corner of like, eh. His, his script was good. Was like it? I haven't like I haven't read like, and I also don't know that it's actually like full. I don't know that anyone's confirmed that it's actually full on real. But yeah. like, it, if it's real or not, it's a better movie. <laughs> um, but you know, that being said, uh, let's move into your movies, Chris. Start my list now. Uh, the first movie I saw. Was Reign of the Superman? Yeah, I was uh, hoping you'd put this on. Good animation, good follow up to Death of Superman. Curious about any sequel to the story as they seem kind of kind of tease a little more, and I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm okay with this. This because well, in like they're doing a sequel to that, or they're doing I because so they had they, they had a uh, they had a post credits uh-huh. scene, which kind of teased another movie, and I'm like, I don't know. I'm pretty I, sure I they're gonna so do I Superman Lives. I don't know what the, I don't know. So I don't know the stories of like the the three or whatever. I'm aware. I was aware of it before, because um, they had they had made um, I think it's called Superman Apocalypse maybe. Or something yeah, like that, that was a like, different version. Of which it. was yeah, no, it was like you know both you know all stories are kind of crammed together and kind of yeah. took out the Superman part. But like honestly, this is a great representation of great representation of uh, the story. I think yeah, and I super enjoyed it. I know, I know people didn't like Ray the Superman. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. And so the fact that I really enjoyed it should probably speak volumes mm-hmm. about how well he did it. You know, I, all the all the Superman in there, I liked all of them. Nice. So you know, hey, I can't I can't wait. I have to check that out because I that and the other ones that they're doing. Death Superman is like one of the one of my top uh, five uh, um, animated was DC, it? Movies. DC movies. Yeah. I, you know, I want to say Marvel still, but it's like, man, that's not it. I know that's not it, but don't say that. Come Chris. on, Grandma. There's <laughs> also like, you know, the DCCU and there's a DCEU. I don't even yeah. know. Like, I don't know the, the what that is, but, you know, go, go, go see it. Yeah. You know, go to your computer and watch it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, go around there. My next film was Captain Marvel. If you're ever wondering if you've seen this film before, why, yes. Yes, you have. 
<laughs> it's like every other Avengers film. Listen, I, I like the Avengers films. So, yeah. seeing it, Brie Larson has a great future, but I hope it's not bogged down superhero films. Yeah. I gave it a six. The next one I saw was uh, Shazam, which I totally forgot about the fact that this was a 2019 film. Oh, yeah. Because uh, so these films I hear about that came out in like, you know, January, February, whatever. It's like, yeah. now, which one is this right here now? You have to, you know, is this last year's film or this yeah. year's film? I don't know. Honest to God, I enjoyed this film for the most part. I like Zachary Levi as a uh, titular character. I appreciate how much they just went with it with Shazam's story from the comics. Curious how they'll follow up. One of the only, one of only a couple of fun DC Cinematic Universe films. <laughs> no, I, I was, I probably, was tempted probably to watch like, this good, one. Like, like. Other than Wonder Woman, I didn't have. I've not had fun with any of these DC. Mm-hmm. Did know. you watch Aquaman? No, I just I don't care. Okay. I like the actor. I just say no. I like Jason uh, Momoa. I think he's great. He was in Game of Thrones, and he has a great future. Mm-hmm. Uh, one another person yeah. I would say that I hope it does not get bogged down in superhero right. films. No, if anyone was the right choice, like I mean, this is like this is like this like Justice League the uh, animated show. Yeah. Like that's the good version of Aquaman. So I'm glad that they went. Like I don't give a fucking shit about especially the DC movies, yeah. but like no, he is the yeah yeah he totally he was the, the perfect yeah, yeah 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 no he's perfect for that. Next one was Avengers Endgame. Great conclusion to what they've built up. I wonder how they're gonna expect to top it if ever. Yeah. Uh, lots of laughs, lots of fun. As manufactured as these films are, this is one that'll shine brightly even compared to the first Iron Man, which is still the best one of the bunch mm-hmm. you know iron man set a bar and unfortunately just haven't really reached that <laughs> yeah, bar yeah. you know i mean some of them have gotten close yeah but you know close to no cigar i guess <laughs> that's what i'm putting that <laughs> i i say i gave it 8.5 i've watched it like multiple times now so it's like for me it's it's super enjoyable i'm sure that you know if, if you were to watch it, you're probably like yeah it's like a six or whatever which yeah. that's fair whatever you know Detective Pikachu is the next one. One of the best movies based on, on a video game. I almost said on an anime, by the way, I wrote this, and I was like, that's not it, actually. That's, fairly, that's right. I, I mean, it's probably it's true, though. Yeah. No, it's... Well, it, live-action movies based yeah. on anime. Uh, listen, they made it Pikachu because, the you know, Pikachu's most popular, you know, from the anime and all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, was it perfect? Nah, but I enjoyed it nonetheless. <laughs> I wish for more video game movies with this much care. So thank you guys nah. for, for doing such a great job with this right here. I'm, I'm excited to see see more so you watched one of the about monty crew or whatever so i watched one that's called rocket man about Elton oh John. yeah how was it so <laughs> i'm gonna let you know <laughs> hold on one second my leg's going to sleep right now taron egerton once again proves that he's an actor to watch he plays a very convincing elton john he melts into that role i forgot that it was that it was uh taron egerton uh, it's amazing to see it's amazing what happens when you don't try and sneak around someone's life was it as good as say walk the line no but it's really better than the standard that bohemian rhapsody apparently is ported to be so yeah. screw it taron egerton did a, did a great job and that man captured that role uh everybody in that film did an amazing job um i gave it an eight and nice. i almost want to i i want to do the same thing which i did with the walk the line which is i want to buy the cd or the you know oh the, like the, the soundtrack album, that he the, sang yeah, on yeah yeah i want that because oh my god he did such a great job like nice. he, he nailed that stuff, and the fact that he actually also like sang it was mm-hmm. just chair on top. Oh yeah, yeah. no, I, I always love it when like the actors are actually singing. They don't, they don't have to necessarily, no. but man, when they do, mwah. so the one piece of crap I actually saw this year <laughs> <laughs> was Men in Black International. Oh shit! Let me explain. Yeah. Let me explain in my explanation here. I said actual crap. 
Might be worse than MIB 2, which I, which I fucking hate, by the way. <laughs> no, wait, no, it's worse than MIB 2. I loved the first film and enjoyed the third one. This one just sucks. Absolutely sucks. Saw it on a date. Probably would have been better if I just not gone. <laughs> I mean that, like, in, in general and also because of this movie. <laughs> I give it a 2. It's my only one that is, I think it's below a 5. and it's, it's, I have a few, you know, but I have a few 5s. I'm very happy to not have anything below a 5 this year. Yeah, man, I was... Uh, I lucked out. Yeah, you did. <laughs> My next one is Spider-Man Far From Home. I've been a real sucker. I've become, rather, not that been. I've become a real sucker for Spider-Man mm-hmm. in the past few years. I like Tom Holland's version of Peter Parker. You know, is it, you know... Uh, the best or No, you know. no. Yeah. But honestly, though, I think he does a great job. Yeah. Um, it has the misfortune of uh, having Into the Spider-Verse come out in between right. its run. So these films look poorer because of that yeah. as well. So it's always great, by the way, to see Jake Gyllenhaal. He really nailed Mysterio. Mm-hmm. I love that version of Mysterio. Excellent. I gave it a 7.5. I think it's a good, like, hey, you know, this is post-Endgame. Here's, you know, some of the ramifications afterwards, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I have one that I, I guess I'm, I'm guessing is in your top five because you didn't mention it. Uh-huh. Was uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I didn't even see that movie, dude. What are you talking about? <laughs> Another Tarantino film that causes absolute controversy. Won't someone stop this madman? Totally offensive film. Oh, wait, now I'm reading a review from Django from Spike Lee. Uh, <laughs> my bad. Very fun film. Uh, Pitt and DiCaprio work very well together and fits so well in this time period. Mm-hmm. Love the almost fairy tale aspect of the film. A cool what if. Showing us all what we really wanted, honestly. Yes. Honest to God. Um, I give it an 8.7. I thought I'm going to watch this, you know, uh, some more times. And it, it's hard, by the way, when we watch Tarantino film, not to compare it to the other ones. Yeah. Like, it, it's so unfair because this film is not like Django. It's not like, you know, no. Glorious Bastards. It's like, yeah. Yeah. like <laughs> it's not Pulp Fiction. Like, you know, but yeah. I, I do. And I, I think it's on the lower end of the thing mm-hmm. just because, like, just... If I had to make a freaking tier of this, you right. know, good luck. Um, <laughs> it, I guess it'd be there, but like it's it's not like uh, almost a deathbed. Uh, uh, wow, what's the what, what, a, is, what a compliment? What is what is the uh, not death raise? What's the thing called? Uh, but, uh, death something. Oh, death proof. Death proof. Thank you. Yeah, death proof. Death race. Death race. <laughs> Speaking of Jason Statham. Yeah, so you just hate them. Great movie. Uh, I love Ted Reese. <laughs> what a piece of shit. I love it. Speaking of uh, pretty shit, uh, It Chapter 2. Yeah. I got bored about a third into this film. Very, very disappointing. I liked the first film. I felt it was a huge improvement. Like, that's the first one, by the way. Yeah. It was a huge improvement on the TV movie. I still think Tim Curry is the best Pennywise, mm-hmm. even though he really shouldn't be. He's a fucking ham in that role. I don't care. I How love are people him. scared of him? Oh, gosh, no. Listen, I'm just, I just don't own clown in the first place. Let me yeah. just say that much. But I realize adult story for it has almost nothing anyways. So here's the question for yeah. you. Just let me quiz you on this right here. Why did this film have to be longer than the first one? No, why? It was? Yes, it was like 40 minutes long. I guess they have more flashbacks, I suppose. Dude, but why? I because, hate... Listen, I know because flashbacks... They wanted, because they wanted more of the kids. There's there's so... Yeah, pretty much. There are so few films where flashbacks actually work in. And the fact that your TV movie suffered because of all the flashbacks, yeah. maybe you shouldn't have done that. Well, it's like this is the much. whole reason to split them into two anyway. Yes. But it's like... It's like I remember thinking... <laughs> Okay, by the way, so this movie isn't in my top five. That's not the reason I haven't talked about it. It's because, like, you know, 
I was kind of on the fence about it to begin with. I thought the first one was okay. Yeah. And then I think you had said, like, eh, it wasn't really good. Yeah. So, um, Listen, the, the fact is that the first one, spoilers for the first one, you haven't seen yeah. too bad. Um, they beat the crap out of Pennywise. That, it it kind of works. It's yeah, that, that's, that's fine. Yeah. They just listen. They just beat him with a bunch of sticks and crap. And yeah. Screw it. I'm happy with that. Yeah. Some bats or whatever. Just beating the crap out. I was like, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> listen, I I prefer that in a supernatural movie. You just beat the crap out just of the beat creature. The fucking crap out. This is like a dragon. He's like attacking a town. It's like they don't like. I mean, they don't slay him with a magic sword or anything. They just fucking all get around him and beat the shit out of him. <laughs> they start bullying him. <laughs> <laughs> Take his lunch money. Did you give a rating for it? Oh, uh, uh five. Five, okay. Yeah. It's, you know, I struggled with that rating, by the way, because mm-hmm. I was like, man, I, it, it, it's honestly a five, like, in total, but, man, yeah. it kind of felt like a four, just because yeah. how disappointing it was. Maybe because I also built up the... Because of the first two. one. Yeah. yeah. Next one is Harriet. She deserves a better film. Oh! And I think you're like, Harriet Tubman deserves... Listen, the, the actress who played Harriet Tubman is just fine. Everybody in the film did fine. Let me mm-hmm. just say it now. Um, I figure like Harry Tubman, though, deserves to be treated better, and honestly, the movie's a real letdown. They kind of just skip over a lot of the best parts of her life and fill it in with, like, unnecessary drama. Mm-hmm. The story is already dramatic enough, guys. Yeah. Like, you don't have to add more into there. Listen, she was, she was crazy. She's, like, she's, like, in my, like, top five, like, Americans, like, of oh, all yeah. time, whatever. Oh, yeah. And it's, like, listen, she deserves one to be in her 20, way better mm-hmm. than the other person does. I gave it a five, you know, I, I I'm hoping that they make, a, like, a... Someone's bound to make another Harry yeah. Tubman film, of course, as they should. Regal was showing it for free, I think, last month. Oh, um, really? And, you know, it seemed like... Because I, I, don't, I don't know... Because like, I didn't even know it existed until, like, it started... Like, until you said something. I yeah. went and saw it. Uh, I couldn't remember if you said it was good or not, and I considered going and seeing it, but... Um, I ended up just... I had a bunch of other movies to fucking see, so. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Listen, if you, if you make a story about Civil War, like that, that's the war, the slavery time, whatever, yeah. Harry Tubman and people like John Brown, like the, those are people that they make movies about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm sure there's going to be no, about I, another I would like one. to see a good, like a good solid Harriet Tubman yeah. movie. But, but like the, the, and I, you know, I know they couldn't do some stuff because, you know, the budget was kind of low on the film. That's, mm-hmm. and I'm not even like that right there. It's just that they focus on certain aspects. I'm like, I don't really care. Right. Can, yeah. There's, there's other things we need to move on to as well. That happened. Like, I asked anyone who listened to some of our old podcasts knew that I really wanted to see Selma when it came out. Yeah. And then I kept seeing other movies and like, it was like a running joke for like a little bit. I still haven't seen it, but, um, I, re- I remember like hearing that that one focused on like, like weird subjects instead of like stuff people wanted to see. And it's like, man, yeah, these people deserve better movies. Yeah, it's unfortunate. Yeah. It's like, you know, it's unfortunate when you see the, the, the casting too. It's like, oh, that's exactly what you want. Yep, yeah. And then, oh, really? Oh, oh man. But anyway, uh, <laughs> sorry, I just, I just saw the first line of this thing. <laughs> it's, bad, it's bad when you laugh at your own jokes, by yeah. the way. <laughs> I nailed it. I nailed this one. Oh, okay. Next movie was Midway. Some of the worst dialogue I've ever heard in a film. And that's saying something for Roland Emmerich. <laughs> I didn't plan on watching it, but I kept reading about how accurately they portrayed a lot of the events, which they did. Is it a good World War II film? Eh, maybe. A lot of the bad CGI kind of bogs it down, but I'm a sucker for World War II. Yeah. What can I say? Um, I honestly, I gave it a 6.5. They represented the story of Midway just fine, though. A lot of the, a lot of the people who... I like the fact that they, they, they shine a light on people that, like, people don't know about because everybody knows about you know nimitz or they know about Doolittle raid but yeah. there's also like there's other aspects of midway that 
were very integral into like the disaster basically for the Japanese and you know the success for us. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad that it's being portrayed in film. I kind of wish it was in a better film, but that's fine. Nice whatever. And, but honestly, though, I'm glad that people are recognizing this because it's like everybody thinks of Pearl Harbor. There's other listen. There's other things that happened. Yeah. That I read Pearl Harbor. That like if this hadn't happened, this could have really screwed us for a long, even longer time. Whatever. But six point five. You know, if it's free, watch it. That's pretty much right there. Yeah. Will this one play on TNT as well? Yeah, yes, definitely. <laughs> listen, my dad's gonna watch like this probably <laughs> along with that and, uh, uh, Fifth Ford. Element. And, yeah. and, yeah. <laughs> Ford versus Ferrari. Ford versus Ferrari. Yeah. And then my last one on my list here, uh, says my top five, obviously, mm-hmm. is The Two Popes. This is a film that I have been waiting for for years. This is oh, really? the the cast, you know, because I had no idea this film was going to come out, by the way, until like, it was something just out. I had no idea about it. The fact that they casted these two as popes. As popes, because it's exactly who we've all like talked about having or whatever. It's like, because uh-huh. they, they not only they look the part, but they, you know, they can act the part. They're both. Excellent actors. It's Jonathan Price and uh, I didn't write the the fucking name. Is it uh, Anthony Hopkins? It's Jonathan Price and Anthony Hopkins. Anthony Hopkins plays Benedict, and Jonathan Price plays uh, Pope Francis. I remember when Pope Francis, came, rather when Francis became Pope, people were like, "Oh my God, Jonathan Price has to play him." <laughs> and I remember thinking, "Like, well, yeah, I mean, you'd." You, you got to have him in like like this. He just needs to do point. something now. <laughs> and Jonathan Price played like a uh, a weird like evil pope in Game of Thrones. Oh, okay. And no, 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 this, no, 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 no. And we're like, oh, I guess that's, that's, evil as, that's as close as we're ever going to get, whatever. And then, like, they actually made this. And, you know, even if you're not necessarily interested in theology, uh, this is this, there's no action in this film here. It's mostly dialogue. Right. But it's wonderful dialogue. It's a great kind of debate almost between these two, like, ideologies within the same... Uh, Catholic, you know, religion, mm-hmm. but it's so, it's so interesting to see if the both like dynamics are the two. Um, I gave it an eight point five. Um, I cannot believe how how much Netflix put into this film. By the yeah. way, yeah. Oh yeah, they like they built like uh... they built like most of a Sistine Chapel yeah. for these people. It's like oh my god, this looks great. It's great. <laughs> like there's parts of it. There's they should like this is being just cut this out here. Yeah, they showed like um, some behind the scenes stuff, and it was like how much more CGI that I had no idea was in there. Uh-huh. I didn't notice. Like to, like to basically like to fill base, out the chapel? Fill, or? The, especially fill out the chapel. You put yeah. the ceiling. They couldn't obviously do that. Oh, yeah, yeah. But it's like, I couldn't tell you where the CGI began and ended. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God. This, I remember hearing some stuff about, because I mean, it's, like, it's obviously not a movie I'm interested in, but like, you know, yeah. it, like I remember hearing stuff about it and being like, oh, that sounds, like, I, I appreciate that all this stuff happened, you know? Yeah. Um, well, we are, we're at about an hour. So I'm going to go ahead and we're going to cut the episode off here and then we'll jump into... Uh, part two, uh, probably tomorrow. So, uh, and we're going to cover the top five in there. So okay, we'll, we'll, we'll see you, man. We'll, we'll, we'll see you. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. Go look at that one. All right. Thank you for listening to the Illumination Cinema Movie Podcast. If you enjoyed the show, be sure to leave a review and subscribe on iTunes or Google Play. For updates on this show and their other projects, get your parents' permission to go to IlluminationCinema.com.
next movie I saw was but uh, 